and welcome back, boys and girls, for another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. Glad to see you out there. I am pleasantly surprised that you're still alive. In a moment, Oli Demogard makes his return. Truth seeker, code breaker, and peacemaker. He has dedicated the last 35 years to researching many of the global conspiracies. Millions of viewers and listeners around the world have heard or seen his interviews and presentations. Now, without further ado, let's bring in Mr. Oli Damagard. And with me right now is Mr. Oli Damagard. Oli, how are you? I'm good, good, good. How are you? I'm good. Just getting ready for uh, Valentine's Day here in, in America. And I know you are in, in you know another part of the world, for those who don't know. You're basically in the future. I am indeed. I'm in Southeast Asia, and this is, uh, well, I'm, I don't know how many hours ahead of you, but uh, I'm in the future for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're here, my friend. It's always a honor and pleasure to talk to you. It's always very uh, calming to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I thought we were choosing topics that was a bit unsettling sometimes, but... Well, I mean... Yeah, these I'm happy topics. if I can deliver it in a way that uh, does not uh, freak people out. It doesn't disturb people too much, but I think a lot of people are already uh, disturbed uh, for various reasons. And yes, things are going to get a little hot and heavy here in a moment. And Oli, again, the world is crazy. The world's a crazy place and nothing has exactly changed. And I'm always seeing ways to try to escape this sort of a prison planet. But I feel like uh, there really is no escape, Oli. I kind of feel like uh, the global elite have already conquered this world, my friend. Well, I beg to disagree. It's uh, It ain't over till it's over. Have you heard that one? So the fat lady sings, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who she is or was, but... Right. Uh, and I don't get that expression either, but it's like, it ain't over till it's over. It's like... You cannot nearly die. You cannot nearly drown. Either you drown or you didn't. And it's the same here. We we are maybe nearly something of a change, but until it happens, I'm not even going to see it as a possibility. This is going to end beautifully, and we just need to really stick to, not to our guns, but stick to our heart and stay focused, stay in balance, stay with the vision we want of the future and be brave and stand up for what is right and true and not listen too much for to the brain who is so easily manipulated, but to listen to the heart. And that sounds yes. like wussy new age stuff. But I tell you, you can, it's possible to deal with that, uh, with violence, with very brutal situations, uh, but with that mindset. And that's where magic happens, if I'm correct. That, at least that is what I see in my life. Well, you see, that's the reason why you're here. See, you're very calm and you're delivering this uh, soothing message to me. And sometimes I need that during these times. And you mentioned manipulation. And yes, the media has been manipulated for far too long, going back to the earliest of times. And mm. again, my friend, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Here we are in 2024, and time keeps moving forward. And unfortunately, the conflicts keep on moving forward as well, my friend. Yeah. And what has changed from the beginning of time? It's like uh, David and Goliath. It's been like that from from day one in this matrix or whatever it is we're living in, I would say, where you have good versus evil. Yeah. And you got the underdog up against the bad boy. And so it's uh, 
I think we're just in an upgraded uh, digital version of the whole thing that, it, you know, like it's just amping up. The difference now is that uh, with the media, uh, the control of, of information and how we're being bombarded with information all the time, information that we so many times don't even know if it's true or not. I mean, I have no clue what is true. Even if I watch videos or I see interviews, I have absolutely no idea with the with the the, the video manipulation yeah. uh, effects. And I mean, I see Putin say something. I see Joe Biden say something else or whatever. I mean, they can do they can change this in in live time, live. Uh, you know, they can make me suddenly appear and say stuff you know that sounds like me it looks like me it, it it absolutely is me or not because i'm been made into some avatar you know so and also there was this uh, big scandal a few years ago i think it was um, uh, regarding the elections in the us where there were some companies uh, tech companies that had been hired to manipulate the, the voting process uh, in the US and where they were going in through connecting all social media platforms and then targeting each and every person with information so that they would be manipulated to make a choice the way the people behind the scenes wanted. And so I find that this is exactly what is happening on social media platforms because like Sometimes I'm here, I hear, oh my God, uh, Twitter is so horrible. Everybody is so violent and so, I've never seen that. Uh, or they say, uh, you know, Facebook, there's all of this racist, uh, it's so horrible. The Facebook I have, absolutely, completely different. And so it's what is real and what is not. And so we're being told, yeah, there's a war there, there's a war here. You look at Wag the Dog. We're being completely taken for a ride in many areas, I believe, and being played. So I have very um, deliberately taken a step back because since I know that some people are listening to what I say, it's really important that I get my facts straight before I say anything because otherwise I could just be part of their agenda, That's creating right. something very dark. And so... Uh, we were just talking before the show about manipulation that that uh, this day valentine's day is actually based on death there were i think it was in the old roman empire there were three one emperor i believe and two other people with the name of valentine that was murdered on this date and it was only shakespeare that turned it around and turned it into something romantic and then big business took over and suddenly there's all of this push uh, to buy romantic gifts and to to go to fancy restaurants and all of that generating a lot of income for that's right a lot of so it's turned from death into romance into business into big business yeah big profit and you see that with christmas as well yeah oof, oof. even worse and, then you suddenly have Black Friday and you got Ooh. Halloween and you got like, where are these things coming from? So, and then it's all built on guilt at, at, yeah. to a large extent, you know, uh, Valentine's, how many people are feeling guilty today? Oh my God, oh my God, oh Plenty. my God, I need to, I need to, I need to. And the same with Christmas, where did the joy go? And uh, you got Christmas, there's another one for you. 
we say, oh, that was the day when, when Jesus was born. No, not at all. It's based on, on an old, old calendar where it's, uh, it's uh, the astrologer. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The astrologic year. Astrologic, the, yeah. mm -hmm. If I'm correct, it's the darkest year of darkest night of the year. Just like midsummer is the lightest, and and the calendars, all of them have just been mashed in together. Jesus is said to have been born in March. Uh, you got the 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 different months. Nobody knows why we're celebrating New Year's, uh, really, but uh, so many people are. And yet again. We think we live in 2024. If you go to Iran, it's like uh, four. I don't know if it's 1500. Maybe it's 14. I don't know, but it's in the 1500s or late 1400s. You got the Chinese uh, calendar. I think you got the Thai calendar uh, here in Bali. I think it's 1946. Yeah, no one I mean, really knows, right? Only in my opinion, I, I kind of feel like no one truly knows what date this really is. No, not at all. What we know is that it's now. That one, I would say, it's now, I'm here, and that's the big challenge to stay there. Because as soon as you go into fear, you're pulled out of this moment. You're pulled out away from this. Or if you go into the future and plan too much, the, if you listen to bearded individuals who spent like hundreds of years in caves trying to figure out how the brain works, they say, get back here and now, here and now, here and now, here and now. And that's where where bliss is, and that is where change can happen also. But we're being pulled out of it, pulled out of it from all different directions at all times. Through And nowadays, with media as like this megaphone of, yeah, it's like a shitload or yeah. I don't know what you call them, like these manure machines in, <laughs> that the farmers are using, but into each ears. So it's like we're completely bombarded with things that is not really needed. On the contrary, a right. lot of it is used to just uh, feed us uh, or pump us up like some kind of sausage with nonsense that will keep us away from understanding what is really going on and get from the long, do the longest uh, trip ever from the brain to the heart. And, and then get down there, stop get listening too much for, to your brain that will always try to connect whatever information it's given. It will always try to make a logic pattern out of it. And so depending on what you're feeding your mind, which is just like a processor, that it's, if you let that take over, it can just get, take you anywhere. But the heart knows, the heart knows what is right, what is true, what is the right thing to do. It might be shit scary. It's still the thing to do. That's and right. So when you look in the world, we're being tell, told, oh, it's such a horrible place. Oh, it's such a scary place. We're going down. We're going down. How many times have we heard that? How many viruses? How many, you know, meltdowns? How it's going to happen now. Now is the time. No, we're done. No. And then it just continues. And you look at like cats or dogs. Do they care? No, they're just enjoying it. They're just uh, here for the ride. Good or bad, they just deal with it. They have no idea. And then we, who are said to be like a more intelligent species, okay, whatever that means, are the ones being completely freaked out and easily manipulated and played with and and uh, pushed to do horrible things to each other. Because when you look behind the scenes, the ones that are behind the scenes are very few. The ones that are doing horrible things to us 
it's us. We're doing it to each other. We're guarding each other. We're hurting each other. We're killing each other in complete uh, mad wars that are created by bankers or these people behind the scenes for great profit. Nothing that has to do with democracy or freedom. That's just bullshit on steroids, I tell you that. Never seen a war that had to do with that. That's what we're being told. That's what the young soldiers are being fed. You know, you go, you be the hero, you will save this and that. No, you're being used as assassins. That's it. A lethal tools to conquer, rape and plunder. That's it. Boom. Name of the game for not for your desires, not for your benefit, for their desires. And you don't even know who they are. So it's like for us to just stand, you know, stop for a while and say, wait a second. Wait a second, you know, I don't like this, the way the world is going, at least the way I'm being told it's going. What am I in any way or form part of that machine? And if so, maybe I should just pull out and say, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm it doesn't matter. It, it's an order. Well, I'm so not doing it. Whatever it is, if it's not right, if it doesn't go with what my heart says, I'm just not doing it. Well, in that case, you will be punished. And that's where fear comes in and these things. But really, what we should do is just say no, absolutely no. I'm just, I'm not doing it. And that, I tell you, would make the whole global machine come to an instant stop. It's like a, an a automatic gearbox, you know, just one little cog, one little wheel there, cog wheel. You pull that out the whole thing stops in an instant. So don't focus, if, if I have any right to come with suggestions, I would say don't focus on what other people do. Don't wait for heroes, don't wait for Trump to come back or whoever you see as the, the savior, never worked. It is us, you, I would strongly suggest, get your butt out of the sofa and do what you think is right. And more or less, all of us just want peace and quiet and lovely surroundings and happy family, close friends, you know, happy life. That's it. They say that war is part of, of uh, the human nature. I don't think that at all. Right. I don't think that at all. It's part of some psychopaths. Like uh, in the background, you've got very specific families like the Rothschild, the Rockefellers, the Wallenbergs, these type of families uh, that are in the background. I mean, there, there are powers behind them as well that some of them I have no idea. It's on levels that, that I've never reached, but that are manipulating us into doing horrible stuff for their greed, for their benefit. And we are paying the price. Our soldiers are paying the price coming home like, shot to pieces or had to murder or rape or or do horrible stuff there's a reason why so many veterans thank you for your service comes home and commits suicide ends up in the streets or in vet hospitals uh, you know with diapers and no it's it's horrible and they have to live with their actions because even though it was there was an order given to shoot that woman or do they were the ones that pulled the trigger they were the ones that had to live with it yeah they live with that trauma soul. yeah yeah and they, many people are beautiful good people and then suddenly they've done horrible stuff and they can't live with themselves and that's end of end of that story it's super tragic so 
you don't have to go out and scream. You don't have to demonstrate. You don't. You just have to say, absolutely no. I'm so not doing it. Whatever you're telling me, if it doesn't resonate in my heart, it's a no from me. Thank you so much. No, I'm not doing it. And then the stronger your no becomes, then the stronger your yes becomes as well. Yes to what is right. So there's this uh, this choice we have in every single moment of our life. Yes, no, love, hate, love, fear. And so I would suggest the more times we choose love, the more time we choose not to go into fear, be brave. Now, no one has said this is easy, but that doesn't mean that it's not possible. And then that will start resonate uh, in your world and your existence. Suddenly you will see when you start living your truth and you stand up for your truth and you start listening and go the way of love and compassion, forgiveness, but in strength and bravery, your existence will start changing around you. And you will start seeing, whoa, what the hell? I used to have all of these horrible experiences. I used to this, I used to that. And now it's changing. Something is changing. So I would suggest look at your surroundings and then look what you focus on. Then change your focus to something better. And is there any change out there? And I tell you, there will be because your magnet has changed and is starting to pull in other stuff. It can be horrible. It can be better. It can be whatever. But check out your mind. Where did I make any change? Did anything happen that made me think in a different way, look at the future in a different way, go more into fear or love or whatever? Is there a change out there? And I think anyone who's been starting to lose hair, suddenly they see bald people all over the place. Or if your girlfriend becomes pregnant, suddenly you see pregnant women all over the place. Or if you want a specific car, a blue, whatever, suddenly these cars start appearing. Is that because you just notice them? Maybe. But there is a change out there. And I tell you, magic can happen. And it can happen overnight. So it's just, and it's natural as well. I'm not talking magic like black magic, not at all. But like what we call miracles, they can happen. It's just a matter of, when body and mind aligns, spirit enters, inspiration, inspiritus, inspiration comes. That's where the ideas comes and suddenly, boom, you're moving forward in a completely different way than if you're feeding yourself with a lot of negative information that you do not know if it's even true. You let yourself get, get scared and, and depressed and you just feel, oh, I just want to give up. It's not worth it. My God, it's too much, it's too much. That's not the best place to be in if you want to move forward in life. Right. So so get, give yourself a break. Take yourself out of the whole uh, shebang. Like my sweetheart, uh, Kim and I, I mean, I was on my knees last year, uh, completely uh, overworked. I mean, for I, I've done this for so many years and right. it's just been too much, too much. And then in, uh, in uh, October... Kim had this uh, idea, came to her in the middle of the night, that uh, let's take a month off, just a complete detox, complete cut off, offline, everything off, 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 off. And so she suggested it to me thinking that no way is he going to say yes to that because I've, I felt a great or I put a lot of responsibility on my own shoulders to not uh, 
give up or not be there or do my utmost. And I just felt, yeah, but instead of a month, let's do it 33 days because uh, I know the Freemasons, all of that, they've hijacked <laughs> these beautiful numbers. Right. But 33 is a master number. It's the number on my, uh, on my name. I just thought 33. And then we got really sick, both of us. I don't know if that was part of, but I had like fever quite high at times for mm. almost five weeks. Wow. And Kim had never, never had anything like it. I very, very strange, but I just chose to see, okay, this is some kind of process that I have no idea what's going on. My body looked like I was 98. You know, my, I, it really started eating on me. Uh, and uh, Kim was really had a horrible cough and an awful, awful headaches. And, and anyway, so we managed to get out of that, I think, just before Christmas. We had Christmas and then we left and we're, we're so lucky because uh, we're in a situation where we work uh, online and where we can sort of decide we don't have any employer, we can do whatever we want. So we, we use these weeks coming up to the 1st of January where we we schedule stuff. Uh, we, you know, we, we booked like this interview, we, right. uh, we booked it here instead of before. and. Uh, and then on the beginning of January, we left and we just took a boat. We, I mean, we're in this beautiful place in Southeast Asia where there are these remote islands. Uh, so we went to one of these. Uh, and this is a place that it's only like, uh, eight, I think, eight years ago since they got uh, a, a refinery for salt water into to fresh water. So they, it's only eight years since they got fresh water. It's only a few years ago since they got electricity. And so there's only like 600 people, native people living on this island. And so no cars, uh, all of everything is with horse and cart and or walking. And uh, so we had a, a 33 day cleanse, of com basically complete detox. Yeah, yeah. we, we uh, I made a promise before we left that I am not going to talk about these things at all. I'm not going to, you know, say what I do, or who I am, or whatever, because a lot of people get interested when they hear it. And right, then you never the know. The conversations circulate around this, but I am more interested in hearing about them instead of sitting repeating myself. And so I promised I'm not going to mention anything, and then. But I, what I will do is that when our, we part ways, I will then give them my website and, you know, say, if you're interested, please have a look at that. I've got a bit of an unusual life. And if I can assist you in any way or form, give me a shout. And Kim, who loves to plan and look forward and also to, I wouldn't say control things, but she likes when things are not too surprising and unexpected. Uh, she promised that she was not going to plan anything, that she put away her watch. Uh, we no screens, uh, no laptops, no movies, no nothing. That sounds nice. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. it was, uh, we just got back a few weeks ago and so it's a long time. 33 days is a long time. I think maybe people have tried to, well, I'm going to put away the cell phone tonight or this weekend. But like when you get into a stretch like that, then suddenly that's where change happens. So we have been talking more to each other 
the, this month, I think, than the last 10 years. We've had pillow talks. We've had really, you know, super, super nice conversations. Also uh, about the future. How, yeah. how do we want, do we want to continue working like this nonstop and just, uh, and so like Kim says, we are now happily, uh, happily confused about the future. <laughs> Uh, because when we came back, we we came back uh, like four days be before the 33, the end of the 33 days, right. three or four days. And suddenly coming back home was really challenging because that, you know, the laptop was standing there, mm. all the old patterns of coming back home. Uh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we did not do anything we would stayed offline we continued like that and then uh, on the day when we finally opened our computers or laptops and checked the emails i had like 1843 emails or something like that it took me a week to go through but what what i found was really interesting is that one the world is still there right uh, i mean i don't know i have no clue what happened in january 2024 i do not know uh, but it's still here there's no third world war there's no financial meltdown there's no nothing everything is still the same as far as i know or at least for us but also uh, after we opened the computers it took like an hour because we were both like really refreshed and relaxed and sparkly and this is a beautiful island with incredible waters and so so we spend a lot of time snorkeling also and walking nice. and yeah incredible nature absolutely stunning stunning skies that i've never seen anything like it and with magic in the air like a lot of silent lightning going on when we were talking about important stuff and oh, absolutely incredibly beautiful and uh, then we started working, as they call it, and we started going through these emails. I looked at Kim after an hour. Her sparkly eyes was half dead. I was like, what is that? And she she said, you look horrible. You look completely pale. And I just felt, whoa, this is not good. You know, this digital maze or where we live in, not good at all. Not right. good at all. It's too much. It's too much and, and it creeps in on us, at least on me. It just creeps in and I, I don't notice that, oh, I'm getting back into the same patterns. Right. So, so I decided I'm going to use the laptop for until 2 o'clock. We get up really early, but like 2 o'clock. After that, I'm just going to turn it off. And then I have no idea what I'm going to do with that time. Uh, I want to get out and meet people more instead of just sitting in my own bubble here, working my day, my butt off. And then also during this time, suddenly the world of music opened up again for me. I've been, music was a very important part of my life before as a musician. And then I got very caught up into this whole world of so-called conspiracies. And so I put that aside, but then out on the island, I, I suddenly I had time to read books again. My God, how did that feel? Amazing. And but also I, I brought some stuff you know, about, about music theory and these type of things that even though I've been playing guitar since I was 13, I, I didn't understand it. I don't didn't understand why is that chord 
why does that belong to that family and and what how can some people you know just sit down and they play a song right away are they some kind of geniuses or how does it work at least i have i find a lot of joy in understanding you know i have this investigative mind if you have noticed right, right. and it needs to understand I, I get frustrated when I don't get it. Yeah, and I it's hear you. only when I can see the logic in things. I mean, that's why I'm being called a dot connector. You know, I need to see it. Why are they? Why is this happening? Why are, why are they doing this? It's the same with false flags, assassinations, whatever. It's the why did they do that one? What then? Why did that happen? Are they connected in any way and form, shape, or whatever? And if so, why? How did this, you know, the time sequence, all of, it's very similar to being completely confused and maybe duped if it comes to these type of operations or learn the patterns, the modus operandi, right. and suddenly you can look through it. That's why I've been able to predict so many of these things. The last one I predicted was the Chile uh, attack on, on, on Chile. I predicted that on Michael Jacob's show in in December, saying they're going to hit uh, Chile with uh, directed energy weapons. And unfortunately, I was right again, because they leave these clues for us to find. So the clues I found about Chile was on the U.S. Space Force uh, own website, where they're pointing, pointing, this is where we're going to hit next. We did Maui, we're doing this one, next one, uh, Chile. So. It's just, uh, it's the same, just like you say, with music and these operations or arts or whatever. I think once you start, um, we need to understand what's going on. And once we do that, then we can pull the curtain and say, I see you, Mr. Wizard of Oz. I see you are the one pulling the strings. It's you who are doing it. You're telling me this happened for some other reasons. I'm telling you, no, no, no. We see you. And it, that is when madness stops because these individuals who are pulling off so much mayhem in the world they are cowards 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 and they they have they really freak out when they're being visible so this is why my website is lightonconspiracies.com um, because put the light on them and it, they will stop they cannot function it's the same with all criminals they can only work in the dark and in the shadow. Once you start seeing, wait a minute, I see you, and you aim the spotlight on them, boom, you neutralize them. Completely nonviolent, but they stop to function. So that's what we have to do, if you ask me. Absolutely. You um, you left a lot uh, there to unwind on and to ask you <laughs> many different questions here, but... You know, one thing I, I did want to mention to you was, you know, you're you're right about unplugging from the matrix and getting away from the bombardment of, of news and the, the what what is what what's really important to say is the the propaganda that's out there that all of us are pretty much submerged in. As you were saying, you don't know really what to believe in, what is real, what is fake. And you know, that all goes back to what the CIA did with Operation Mockingbird. And some folks think that kind of went away, Oli. But uh, yeah, right. I, I, but I believe I told you this before: is that these sort of things don't go away; they just sort of evolve. And that's basically what's been going on with the with the media, the and all the propaganda that we get. Uh, just the fact that you know we just had one of the latest distractions here in America was the Super Bowl and the pop mm -hmm. singer Taylor Swift. 
What about her? Well, some people think that, uh, you know, she has this large sort of influence on, on, the, on the hearts and minds of uh, many impressionable people out there. And uh, there's different messages that they put out there that she puts out there that could cause uh, different people to do different things. And it's all manipulation, as we were talking about before, Oli. And, you know, you see it on all sides. You see a lot of uh, different uh, strange folks out there pushing different things. I mean, you can even look at uh, Donald Trump, you know, a savior in many people's eyes out here in America. And, you know, he, you got to remember, he's still the person that was somewhat responsible for uh, Big Pharma and Fauci and Operation Warp Speed with the sort of vaccine. We're being taken for a ride in so many different areas. The Super Bowl is a super interesting thing if you want to look into dark stuff. Uh, I mean, every one of these shows, I haven't seen this one that you're talking about, but they are so dark, so satanic, so Freemasonic. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And we're just sitting there applauding. Oh, well, this is the big highlight of the year for this uh, we're just going to break this for a little, into, you know, show here in the middle. <sighs> These are hardcore, hardcore uh, propaganda messages. Very dark. You got the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, which is in, in Europe, which is, I think, the biggest show in Europe where all of these uh, countries are competing uh, with songs. And they've been doing it at least from the 60s and onwards it's it's really really big and oh my god there you go again that's very similar also the whole design the different performances the backgrounds it's packed absolutely packed with these dark messages so and also you know pumping in a lot of these hidden clues and and uh, things that they're pushing pushing push we have this uh, Corona thing that happened, Operation COVID here, Corona, uh, where it came as an absolute surprise. Well, did it really? If you go back right. to the Olympic, the opening of the Olympics uh, in London 2012, you have it all there. They were, they were showing us big time with hundreds of hospital beds and a big monster with with uh, the whole vaccine thing. In the background, you had the whole stadium was like with Freemasonic pyramids on top. And it was just like, it's bizarre. They're telling us, they're telling us, they're telling us what they're going to do. And then I have from insiders when it comes to force flag operations that the reason why they, they act, they really deliberately leave clues in the forensic evidence about upcoming attacks is because they're very afraid of the law of karma. What you do comes back to you and the way they see it, at, at least according to this insider that contacted me, he said that they believe that if they show us even in subtle ways what they're going to do and we do not react, then the responsibility is on our shoulders. The bad karma is on our shoulders because they're like, well, we told you. And so that, that was the first when I learned that this was actually true about these hidden clues, that is when I started focusing on finding the clues and that is why I've been able to predict and sometimes stop uh, 68 of these uh, alleged terror attacks or mass shooting up to two months before they happen uh, on international radio. That's why my last name has become a verb to Damagard or hashtag Damagard is to 
find exactly that and then be part of stopping this madness. So it's out there. It's right in front of us. They're telling us. And the only thing we need to do is say, not happening. My answer, no, no. I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm so not buying it. And stop it. Just like uh, anyone that is trying to manipulate, just stop it. Stop the madness. It ends here. Boom. That's right. And, you know, I, I've lost interest in watching any Super Bowl, to be honest with you. I, I didn't watch any of it this year or this year or last year or any previous year. You know, I don't really want to watch any games that are, are rigged for the masses. And that's basically what we saw go down again. And it's unfortunate, only that we see this all the time in, in major sporting events. There's a lot of uh, corruption, as you know. A lot of things going on behind the scenes that people aren't really aware of. But that's a whole other topic, to be honest. No, it's the same topic. It's the exact same topic, just a different area. Right, yeah, it's, true. It's the same setup. It's the same the, the same game of greed and desires, their desires and manipulation and big business and uh, and just also really destroying us. Because they're destroying the minds of people, they're destroying the minds of young kids and, and through these artists that have, many of them, signed a deal with somebody that really likes a hot climate and has got <laughs> horns and a big right. fork. You know, they, many of them, unfortunately, their own testimony is that they have signed a deal with the devil. And uh, that comes with a price. Many of them have relatives that die Many of them claim that these relatives were sacrificed for their success. And uh, I tell you here, I live on Bali, and here it's the exact same thing. It's a, it's very, they're very aware of it. If you want success and, and you can't get it, you can easily get it if you just sacrifice a, a relative, you know, somebody, your child, your brother, your something, and then you can get access to that thing. So, by the way, Oli, what, what are the people like? out there in general are they friendly are they in bali mm -hmm. oh my god it's the most beautiful people ever it is we're so spoiled it's the most gentle uh i mean so everyone's kind of like laid back and they're you no, know they're not rude rude doesn't exist it that word you wouldn't know how to spell to wow hear. well that's a that's a major change from uh living in america <laughs> i got i gotta say everyone's pretty rude I out here I, I tell you we were kim and i was invited to a private event in thailand last year me as a speaker we went to thailand i mean thai people are so nice and so on we found them almost rude because we've been so spoiled here on this island it's like i don't know I can't even imagine it. Major cultural differences, no doubt, I would imagine. Oof, oof, oof. Bali is, it's a very, very, it's a unique uh, culture yeah. here. It's a mix of uh, very specific, uh, very, uh, yeah, it's a unique mix between Hinduism and Buddhism mm. and and other stuff as well. I see, and yeah. It, it's more, it's more a way of living than, than uh, a religion. And they they are making ceremonies everywhere. They are making flower offerings and everywhere. It's just everywhere, you know, every day with incense and beautiful flower arrangement. And 
it's i don't understand them i must say you know i don't think i will ever understand their culture it's so different from what i'm used to right but their approach of of life and also their awareness of we were talking about the law of karma Mm -hmm. they are so aware of it so that they do not do anything to hurt Uh. themselves by do i mean i've never felt unsafe here on this island i've never met i've never heard a rude word i've never it's we've been here three years now i'm in love with them i tell you and we're, we're so grateful to be able to stay here and and uh, so that you, they will in other words you haven't experienced any crime or anything of that nature i have i mean they stole somebody stole our scooter oh uh, yeah oh no but then you have yeah but we are talking about a nation it's one of the biggest nations in the world there's 17,000 between 14 and 17,000 islands here in this country so many different cultures so many different uh, you know and bali has a lot of people coming from other islands uh, that are of another faith that are not concern about the the law of karma and these type of things so a lot of there are crimes here of course especially because there's a lot of tourists coming to certain areas like shangu right uh, yeah Ubu i would imagine so that, on. yeah i would imagine but there's there's some crime but maybe not there, as significant as some other places there are crimes for sure but what seems to be like these are people that the one that are committing them they are coming from other islands coming here because I mean, many are very poor. And so when they come here and they see all of this thing, some of them, they just go for it. Yeah. So, but compared to other places, right, like, right. Like here in California. Oh my God. I, I don't even want to think about it. Right. And that's where I am. I'm right by, I'm right in the belly of the beast here in Southern California, Oli. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so it's a dangerous place, my friend. A very, very dangerous. Join me. I mean, I would love to. I would love to get away from all of this. And uh, I, I mean, the mind would need so. It would need to get away from all this. It, like so many others, they need to unplug. But only uh, here in America, there, there's so many people that are like bloodthirsty, you know, back in the Roman day era, wanting to belong to a group so badly. And they oppose anyone else that goes against the, their word. And they want to just sort of you know, dominate that sort of person. That's kind of the mentality almost here in America for the most part. Maybe that's a little too extreme, but there is a, a form of tribalism out here, Oli. It's really, really sad. But it really is, at, I agree. But if you look at your your history, I mean, that your history is built on blood and death and genocide. That's right. And, that, and that's only within the last few hundred years. That's so right. something is definitely very sick. There's something, there. there's something sick with the people in charge of this country, really. You know, we've aligned ourselves with every terrorist organization, even helping fund them and doing some of their bidding while they do our bidding as well. Um, I'm not sure why our country is so obsessed with Nazis either. You know, we have a long history of dealing with them and supporting them as we still do today. Yep. I tell you, wild world. If the U.S., if we look at countries, if you would just—I don't want to say you, Michael—but since you live there, if you would just back down and leave the rest of the world alone, go home, take care of your own business, your own families, yeah. your own country, take back your military bases that are there to that protect everywhere. the rest of us—that yeah. is so not true—and just right. leave the rest of the world alone. If I've got like uh, my whole life's work 
is on an external hard drive. I call it my research vault. I think it's quite unique in the world. You can get access to it on my website, lightonconspiracies.com. And in it, I have from all over the world, like these type of operations and, and murders and all kinds of dark stuff, you know. And the folder, when it comes to the USA, is half of it, half of it. Because the U.S., didn't used to be the superpower that it before the Second World War, US, the US was just another country, more or less, as if I understand things right. Then after the Second World War, that is where it took the whole thing took over with Operation Paperclip, with the OSS turning into the CAA, you had Alan Dulles, all of these people that have been funding Hitler, then exporting all of the Nazis into the West. And then starting to take out uh, people that were standing up against them, JFK, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, Malcolm Epp, all of these guys, and starting this empire of horror, That's absolute right. horror. And the center of a lot of this came from the U.S. And, and at the same time, this whole pumping up of number one, number one, number one in the world, and the rest of the world was saying, yeah, you must be. Because you've got McDonald's and you've got like jeans that we really like. And so the rest of us followed you, not understanding this driver of whatever that is. It's completely drunk and high on acid. You, you, you followed us into hell. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It's true. Because of these, <laughs> the, the ruthless, I don't know what to call them, like the capitalists of the world. A lot of them are there. You've got the war center of the world in Washington, D.C., uh, where it's, it's, that, it's a free state in its own. The war center is there. The, the money center is in the city of London, a free state there again. It's not England. And then the religious center is in the Vatican, a free state once again. These three free standing horror states are the ones that are controlling a lot of the mayhem in the world, or at least uh, like tools. And unfortunately for you, you have been the terror tool of violence in the world. The U.S. military, I have from a lot of people in the U.S. military that are seeing what's going on, they say that military has become the terror tool of the world. Chip Tatum, CIA whistleblower and other people, super patriot, super a veteran himself, he is saying that that the, your army has been has turned into this horror, horror, and now NATO is doing exactly the same, and the United uh, United Nation troops are are doing the same as well, and they're trying to create this global army, a one world army, just like a one world currency, a one world dig dictatorship. The whole crap is one world, one world, one world. That's what world, a lot of a lot, lot of dictators want that as well. Unfortunately, yeah, they even yeah. including uh including everyone's favorite uh Vladimir Putin. By the way, he's also someone who wants a world, just one world government. I tell you, when you look at, I don't even look at these these players. I don't look at Trump. I don't know. Uh, I don't look at Biden. They're all cold-blooded, my friend. No, They're all Putin, killers. Because because when you look at how do we know that we're not being taken for a ride when it comes to Vladimir Putin in many ways what he's saying makes a lot of sense that, I think he, so. well yes I wasn't gonna argue about that uh, he did say a lot of things that interview I heard recently with uh, Tucker Carlson he said a lot of things that 
I don't disagree with, but at the same time, he's still a dictator and wants a one world government like many of the people here want as well, which is, uh, that's frightening. What I was going to say is Go ahead, that sorry. I, I haven't, e no, 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 not at all. Uh, I haven't even listened to that interview because who is Putin? You, you have to start seeing that if you start seeing from a, a more bigger global perspective, which is, I think, would be healthy if you want to understand what's going on in the world, you will start seeing that it's not about different countries. It's not the U.S. is doing one thing, France is doing another one, China is doing a third thing. It is on a certain level, but on a higher level, uh, these nowadays multinational corpor corporations that the forces are hiding behind, like BlackRock or Vanguard or State Street, these type of companies that are owned by who we don't know and they own each other we we don't know who is behind that whole thing but the controllers there are using these countries just as pieces on a checkboard no chessboard uh, uh, you know just we're being played we are countries are are just like franchises they're even uh, on the stock market registered on the stock market these nations and we are collateral no not what do you call it, assets we the citizens have our assets that are being used through all different type of systems like the social security numbers and all that we're in this whole thing as assets for them that can be played so, and many 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 times these conflicts are created by design we're being told war is is part of human nature i don't think so to a large extent if we're not being manipulated, if, we, if we're put in a situation where we're not hungry or miserable from social design things or like that, people are mostly very friendly, mostly very peaceful. Right. It's when we're being messed with and people are starting to starve and suffer and being completely traumatized and messed up, that's when things happen. It's when, everyone, it's when, when you let everyone in your ear, basically. When you let people get in your head, that's when you start uh, doing things that are not so nice and not so polite you know most people like you said are good willed good-natured individuals who won't believe what well they will sort of go with what's good and what's bad what's not evil you know most people want to do the right thing and they will it's when they let the outside in only and that's when everything changes and no wonder we're up against the biggest propaganda machine the world has ever seen we are being hit right left and center with information, with all these kinds of EMF things also, you know, that that we're standing, still standing is amazing. We should celebrate it, you know, like, my God, because just the EMF and the 5G crap that the, is yeah. now being released on, on humanity, that on its own is like we're being fried. Right. Being Can you imagine? fried in this maze of... of uh, horror that's right and, and um only you know, like, could you imagine I'm, only if you could see all the radio signals and the wi-fi signals in the air imagine what that would look like you know i have a friend his name is uh, uh professor ule johansson he used to work at the karolinska institute in stockholm and he became a whistleblower around the wi-fi damage uh, and uh, this whole thing about cell phones and all of that and right. got his career completely destroyed how unusual is that ah. anyway he says that if you take the way nature is, there's a certain radiation in nature. And then you compare that where that is the natural state of mm. the earth. That was what we were supposed to be born into. Mm. 
and the way it was not that long ago. I mean, we're talking maybe 100 years ago, maybe 150 years ago, when, when radiation was just the way it should be. He said that what normal people are experiencing nowadays in the Western world is 10 with 18 zeros higher than the natural radiation. Yikes. Do you, I don't I, even I can know, imagine that, yeah. I don't know, even know how do you say that number. You know, like it's not billions, it's not trillions, it's like 18 zeros higher. So he says it's, and so, and they keep uh, paying off these big tech companies to investigate themselves and then they put this, uh, you know, the safety level. But he says the safety level it's like we're saying, well, it has to be under a certain gigahertz or whatever, you know, that is safe for you. He said, it is not. It's like you drive 1,248 miles an hour and they, they change the speed yeah. limit to 1,200 miles an yeah, hour. We, we really now, don't now know. you're safe. Right. We don't even know what this is going to do to us in the long run, Oli. We haven't been around long enough to even know. You know, with all the Bluetooth stuff, the radio, the RF, the radio frequencies, the EMF out there, all these sort of things, we yeah, we man. don't know what's gonna be the out uh, the the pretty much outlook of uh, humanity. What will look like and what the world will look like in let's say like a hundred years. Like, what is it gonna do to all of us? Is it gonna screw us over? Is it gonna make us like completely skinless, like cats, hairless? In other words. You tell me. And now with if you look at the whole COVID operation, to a large extent, that was part of unleashing, unleashing 5G on the world. The lockdown, the reason we were locked down, I mean, that is a prison term has nothing to do with health. Right. But the reason we were forced mm -hmm. indoors was because they could erect all of these uh, radio uh, 5G um, masts. Uh, in the shape of palm trees or whatever they're disguising them with. But that is the thing. They were they were being installed overnight again and again and again. And to the reason for that is to be able to create these smart grids, these smart cities, these Internet of Things where everything is communicating with each other and completely controlling us. That the 15 minute cities, all of this that they're mm. trying to push on us now, but they need fast bandwidth. And that is why companies like Ericsson, which are super bad boys in this game, the Wallenbergs again, uh, you got they need Musk a out very there too. fast bandwidth. That is why they're developing now 5G, 6G, 7G, because they need that to be able to get these digital grids going. And so the reason why they used the they chose the so-called uh, COVID uh, virus, whatever that means, but that they said that this is COVID with the manipulation of the PCR test that cannot do what they said at all. But anyway, the reason they chose that disease was because runny nose, feeling fever, feeling nausea, all of that. That is the exact same symptoms as when you're exposed to 5G radiation. So the whole idea is that when they switched on 5G and slowly turned it up, like boiling us, uh, we would go like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm feeling a little sick. I'm feeling a bit nauseous. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coughing. I'm, I've had these symptoms. It must be COVID. No, it's 5G. It's 5G. If you, I tell you, so many times when people are feeling really overloaded, fatigue, uh, depressed, very sad. They don't get it. They're, you know, they have sort of a cold, the symptoms of a cold. 
if they take their body and move it into an area where there's no radiation, suddenly, boom, they're feeling good. What, what did that tell you? If you go out in the countryside, it's not easy nowadays to avoid these type of radiation. But like on the island where we were, nothing at all. And boom, we just regained strength immediately. It's, it's funny how the, that works, these right? These towers, I tell you, I'm not uh, pro-violence, but tear the sh fuckers down. I agree. You know, yeah. These are microwave weapons that are being aimed at us. And we're just like, oh, it's so good. I can download a movie in 1.2 seconds <laughs> instead of like four minutes. What does it matter when your brain is boiling? Yeah. It's like... And, and look where these masks are, are positioned, Yeah, you know, inside schools, on uh, hospitals. They should be placed in cemeteries and stuff like that where people are already dead. Right, and they're disguised as palm trees, like you said. And there's, there's quite a few of them around here that look like that. It's kind of amusing when I see them. Tear the fuckers down. We got to. Matter it's of fact, like, somebody went to jail, by the way, I think in my, my town, for uh, taking one down, actually. What does that tell you? It's, yeah. It, he should be applauded or she should be applauded saying, thank you, thank you. Maybe we can do it, all of us, and then start feeling better. Because these things are being, in every single country I looked into, there used to be a building perm uh, permit needed to uh, erect a building or build whatever. These towers, they've taken away that whole thing so that... The companies, the tech companies that are part of this whole agenda right. approaches the, the uh, owner of the land and can just say, I'll give you 1.2 million if we can put this tower here. And most people that are in, in a bad state uh, financially would say, okay, do it, do it. You know, there's no bu building permission needed. There's no regulation. There's nothing. And suddenly you got that one and that one and that one and that one and that one erected in your area and you are being fried and you are being exposed to this horror because it's also working together with graphene oxide and stuff in these vaccines i don't know if you've seen like it's really alien technology in some of these vaccines i don't want to scare people but unfortunately it's true and where where uh, i've seen and i've also worked with scientists where you you have uh, like a vial or you take a test from, from somebody who's been vaccinated, and you can see the graphene oxide in the blood, which looks like not nice. I've got some of it in my blood. They look like absolute alien monsters. But anyway, when you expose them to 5G, suddenly they start rearranging and, and starting to build together like small little uh, technical units, bizarre stuff with the help of 5G. So th this is the thing where we are like, what on earth is going on? Why are they using all these heavy metals? Why are they doing? It's only when you, you know, when you get it close to 5G that boom, when that it activates. their horror starts working. Yeah, you know, I had a guest only named um, I'm forgetting her name. Um, she was on my show. Oh, 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 her name was Linda Emanuel, and she was talking about 5G back in I think it must have been 2020. And she had mm. predicted a date, by the way, only in the future, where they would activate it in, in full blast and it would uh, it would kill some people in, in certain cities. That's what she was predicting. And when that date came, uh, Oli, guess who died? No idea. She died. 
I was just going to say she died. I wouldn't she be surprised was, if she fell over. Yes, I was going to say, well, no one died that day except one person, and that was Linda Emanuel, Willie, and that's what's pretty damn crazy in my opinion. Mm. So I don't know exactly what happened to her, but, you know, um, I found out later on that she did make a pretty accurate prediction about people dying, except she made her own prediction on her own death only so i don't know if she got killed murdered i i have no you know I, I don't know what happened to her is what i'm trying to say here and it is quite frightening though bless her bless her yes absolutely and only i hope you're not vaccinated i hope no one in your family has uh fallen to the the jab as they say are you kidding me would i ever I mean, I, I treat not. I treat these uh, these jabs uh, the same level of danger as a bazooka. If anyone got close to me or my family, my loved ones, I would consider it like an AR-15 or or more heavy caliber, and I would deal with it like that. Good, that good. Is, I have uh, well, I'm not going to say because I'm in a place where I would not be. Oh yeah. I yeah. Don't say uh, that then. <laughs> not exactly, but <laughs> right. it will not happen. It literally over my dead body, I tell you, or what would become my dead body. Because once you start, it's not because I'm speculating, because when I don't know things, I try to find the best in the area and learn from them. Right. And so I, I on a very early, uh, early on in, in the COVID uh, operation there, I got in touch with with people like Dr. Dolores Cahill and uh, many of the others, uh, these ones. I was part of a small little group where uh, Kerry Medej and uh, Mikovic and uh, other incredible doctors like that, where we were sort of uh, supporting each other because a lot of people were being super harassed. I mean, they were most of the people that were in this group, I think Biden called the Dirty Dozen or something like that. But these were people that were really, really, or still are trying to find out what is going on. What is it we have been injected with? And uh, it is not good news. I tell you that anyone who has been injected, please, before you add any more boosters or whatever you want to call them, I call them bioweapons of mass destruction, uh, then please inform yourself. Please, 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 because there are a reason for these boosters and that is that they're building together like a three-step rocket inside of you and uh, i tell you if they worked then one would be enough and why mandatory if there's these vaccines completely untested but made in like eight weeks if they were so good as they we were told they were why do you fear the ones of us that are not vaccinated because you should be protected why this for mandatory mandatory force why the force of the military and all of these pilots and you name it why right. were they forced because anyone who was scared could just get the jab and be safe no then you need another booster well that would do the trick and then you don't have to be afraid or spread or catch the disease well was that what it did no you had to need another booster You're right and then another booster isn't and it then sad another booster. it's what, sad what huh? they've done holy sorry i said it's really sad what they've done to uh this country and you know they were forcing people to either get the jab or they'd lose their job and you mentioned airline pilots and i talked to one a very uh he's on the, on the younger side of, of 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 most of these other pilots but he also basically lost his uh job basically for not 
for not uh, signing up for the job and getting that done. Well, I say my hats off to him. Um, and uh, w this is not a game for wusses. We are in difficult times where we're being tested big time. And I say in these cases before people jab up their kids or whatever, what is more important that, that you can not go on, on vacation, that you cannot do whatever, or that you inject what might be absolute deadly weapons into the body of your loved ones. I tell you, it's not going to happen. Kim has never been vaccinated in her whole life. And she's in her 50s because of her family being being aware of these things from a very early time. Our kids, none of them have ever been vaccinated. They're super healthy compared to other kids that have been vaccinated, that have all kinds of letter combination and HD, AD. I mean, yeah. look at these poor kids. What on earth is going on? And also, how sick are they? Their immune system is just absolutely messed up. And by the way, when you look at these in the States, I think it's like 18 or 32 vaccines before the age of two. My God. Wow, that's a lot. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially since the, the official version is that they will activate stuff in your immune system to protect you from diseases, future diseases. The thing is, in a child that age, there is no fully functioning immune system. You pump that crap into them before their body even gets a chance. And suddenly the enemy is from within. And so you start looking at the ingredients, the ones that at least we're being told, because there's a lot of ingredients in these in these ones that we are not being informed about. Because once you start checking it out on a great microscope, you find all kinds of stuff that is not listed mm -hmm. as ingredients. And then what is in there? It's all kinds of bizarre heavy metals, mercury, formaldehyde. You got cells from dead, whatever. Right, you, know, you don't even in. know. You got... You got the snake poison. Snake? Are you shitting me? Snake poison, black cobra, and the moccasin. Uh, they've found a lot of that, and it's like, and that is supposed to be for my my health, you know? Really, that snake poison. But I want to tell you one thing that is good news is that uh, uh, there's a uh, a guy called I think his name is Brian Ardy. Uh, He's a chiropractor, but really got into this area. I'm, I'm not completely sure about the details, but uh, bear with me. Anyway, what he found was that, uh, that a lot of people lost their taste and the smell uh, during this, not, not uh, just people being vaccinated, but also people who were close to people that had been, had been vaccinated through so-called shedding or whatever it was going on. But anyway, he found that the receptors that were holding uh, things from the vaccine. In this case, snake poison. If you put, if you use the uh, tobacco, like uh, tobacco chewing gums or uh, what do you call it, these things uh, you put on your shoulder, like a band-aid type of thing, nicotine band-aid. Oh yes, I see. Nicotine chewing gums, nicotine like band-aid. patch. Mm -hmm. Exactly, patch is the name. Uh, where he, he, they found out that the receptors that was holding the, the snake poison messing with your system from the inside, when when pure nicotine was entered into the system through these patches or chewing gums, then these receptors let go of the snake poison and grabbed the nicotine instead. So, so the body cleansed itself 
uh, from these things, these very, very strong toxins through these patches. And so this has helped so many people, so, so many people just uh, using these uh, nicotine patches and so on. I tried it, but I, I didn't have a problem with the tasting. I'm on a show with Michael Jaco, a former CA whistleblower and black cop, every second week. And he had for a year uh, been without uh, taste and smell, not vaccinated, but uh, that was the thing. And he had uh, Brian Ardo, RD, on his show, and he tried it. He, he, they went to, I think they met at a conference or something like that. Michael t took one of these uh, nicotine chewing gums. I think he didn't want to, you know, I don't think he's a smoker, so he didn't want to get affected in it in a bad way. But uh, Brian said, don't worry about it. So he, he took one of these chewing gum. Within half an hour, 45 minutes, he had both his smell and his taste back. Oh, wow. And Interesting. it's like, the thing is, they made, uh, uh, you know, the thing, when, when these things cleanses the body, it stays like that. It's not uh, that it comes back. I'm not saying that this is a total detox of the vaccines. Absolutely not. But it's taking it some help, of the horrors sort of. out of yeah, your system. I see. So if you, there, there are these um, nicotine chewing gums that are made by not big tobacco and where it's pure nicotine. It's not with all of these uh, added stuff, the poisonous stuff. I mean, the nicotine itself apparently is a very pure thing. That is also where the native Indians and so on was using the tobacco as a as a strong medicine. But then big tobacco, all of these ones have added all kinds of chemical crap to it in the paper and with all kinds of arsenic and you name it to get us hooked on these cigarettes. That's why it's not the nicotine they say now that is the addictive one. It is all the other stuff. So don't be so afraid of nicotine itself. It can really possibly be of great help at this time for people with these symptoms. Very, very interesting. I had uh, no idea about that, but that sounds like something that uh, maybe might be helpful for some people out there. And um, Oli, I mean, we are sort of uh, coming to a close uh, quite soon. Well, not too soon, but, you know, we're around that, that mark there, Oli. And, you know, I do want to also just thank you again for, you know, spreading some more knowledge here uh, for the, the listeners out there. And, you know, on my audience, they absolutely adore you. Very much like a lot of the internet does, Oli. I'm not quite sure if you even know that or are fully aware. I live in my small little soap bubble. I do my best and I'm very happy if there's anyone out there listening. So thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. And Oli, um, I, I do want to ask you if we will see a major false flag operation in 2024. Let me polish my little crystal ball here. Yes. What do you got for us? I see absolutely nothing. I have no clue. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they, if we let them get away with what they're doing, it will continue for sure. Uh, and if we pull down their pants and pull the curtain, it will stop. It will stop because they cannot pull it off if we say we see you. This is why I think it's so important to find these clues, predict these things correctly, get people on location with cameras and all of these things. So when they set these operations up, it looks many times like setting up like a film stage, uh, you know, like for a commercial or whatever. A film right. Set I'm, I'm glad like you that. said that, by the way, because you just reminded me of one of the most infamous ones. And that was with, uh, you know, 
Joe Biden and Hillary and Obama looking at the raid, the compound raid of Osama bin Laden's, uh, you know, that raid. Yeah, and, come on, come on. He died in 2001. Right. And, and then he died again in 2011, I believe. That is amazing. I mean, you really had to start thinking about reincarnation. And then he was dumped. His sea body was dumped out at sea, according to Muslim traditions. Has never happened before. Muslims get buried in the ground. And so we don't have a body. We, no have, photos, we have a photo nothing. of his dead body, his shot up face, uh, you know, bloody and stuff like that inside a helicopter. No, that image is yeah. taken from Black Hawk Down. It's a it's a screenshot from that movie, Black Hawk Down, where they just changed the face and put Bin Laden's face in there. I mean, come yeah, I don't buy on. It. Yeah, I, it, I, I'm glad you, you were saying all these things. But yeah, you, you remember that photograph. And if you even look back even before that, you also had uh, George Bush in that classroom reading the children on the morning of September 11th, all those years ago. Um, that was also another big photo op to capture the president in that sort of a frightened sort of a look of concern on his face that you got there that's a, another one that was, I beg to was bs yes i know it was he, it was all bs he, officially he was told a plane has crashed into one of the towers did he react no he continued listening to these uh, class uh, these uh, children what were the children saying they they were saying they were repeating words like planes uh, steel, crash, it, all kinds of weird stuff. They were reading this pet goat, uh, but it's, it's, I mean, boy George, not too clever, not a big player. <laughs> right. it, a guy, boy George, he was being like manipulated. His dad was a big player, a very, very big player in a lot of the mayhem in the world. Boy George, a joke. But he was put in that position so that these forces could work in the background, including with his dad, doing whatever they wanted. And so they put this uh, marionette in the front. So the whole shebang there with him and his friend, uh, his brother Marvin Bush, and the whole, you know, the Bush family was deeply, deeply involved in the 9-11 attacks. And for so many of the killings in the 60s where, where George Bush Sr. was the paymaster, of what was called Operation 40 or Group 40, which was a mobile ultra-secret hit team that were being used around the world. He was the paymaster. He was in Dealey Plaza the day when, when Kennedy was shot. He was outside or inside the Daltex building. Uh, you know, that guy, George Bush Sr., he has used the same people around him all the way through and committed so, uh -oh, you, so um, many atrocities. You got so cut off for a second there. That photo up on its own is nothing compared to what actually went down. I agree. But Michael, can I say one thing or mention one thing? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Um, my creative mind that works in many mysterious ways uh, has been... Uh-oh. You um, are cutting in and out here, Oli. I'm not quite sure yeah. why. Oh, there you are. Am I back? You're back. Okay. So... Uh, over many years, I've been working on a water-saving device, and uh, I'm now at a stage where this is a water-saving device that can, uh, if used properly and in the right areas, can save absolute billions and billions and billions of liters of water, higher the quality of it. It's, it's very simple. I've spent 
I don't know what to say, but I mean, this is my baby. It's such a beautiful thing. And I'm in the process now where uh, I've had it, uh, uh, I delivered it to one of the uh, leading uh, prototype manufacturers in the US who are only dealing with what they call winners. Uh, you know, they're working for massive big companies and so on. And so I, I sent it to them because I, I, I got to know them personally. I sent it to them and said, please, be honest, say whatever, you know, give me the truth. If this is a waste of time, then I'll just forget about it. Or, But I got absolute top marks on it. So this is a device that can be an absolute uh, gold pot, you know, for anyone who, who wants to invest. Because what I'm looking at is an investor that can take it from this stage as a prototype where the functionality or everything has been proven but from this place uh, this place and then all the way to manufacture or thing what i'm looking for is a licensing deal with a an investor with a small ego and a big heart and deep pockets who really wants to make a difference in the world with this device so if there's anyone out there who would be interested I would love to share it uh, with uh, them. If you contact me, please at info at lightonconspiracies.com. Light, L-I-G-H-T, onconspiracies.com. And let's let get this baby out there once yeah. and for all. That sounds like an awesome uh, device there, Oli. And yes, go to his website and you could uh, contact Oli there and then get this uh, up and running yeah i really really hope so it's been with me for many years and i feel now is the time absolutely yes i think now is definitely the time for sure Oli. and i'm pretty sure you could probably find a couple of investors that would be quite interested in this project of yours i hope so yeah, you just, see gotta, what happens. just gotta find the right set of ears that's all it really takes mm. and uh Oli, you know i i do want to thank you for your time here on the program tonight i, I feel like i could talk to you a little bit longer and i wanted to but I definitely want you to sort of uh, get some uh, rest or get do uh, get things done out there, whatever you need to do, and uh, get you away from uh, the matrix here. Mm, well, thank you so much for inviting me, and I'll be happy to come back on anytime. So, absolutely, thank you so much, Oli, and I will see you on the other side, my friend. On the other side of what? That is up to us to decide. And there he goes, boys and girls. That will conclude tonight's interview. And I do want to thank all of you out there for pressing play here tonight. If you are on the podcast rendition of the program, you're doing it right. There will be a time when this program won't be on YouTube. They will get rid of me in due time. But don't worry. The podcast rendition of this program will live on. Just search The Michael Deacon Program on any podcast platform and you'll most likely find us. Make sure to go to michaeldeacon.com, check out the website, sign up to the newsletter, never miss a live show, boys and girls. You don't want to do that. You don't want to miss the live rendition of this program. Always a fun treat for all, especially those who are easily offended. Please sign up to the newsletter at michaeldeacon.com. Stay informed. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, mahalo. Thank you.